Before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to acknowledge our amazing sponsor, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. Oh my gosh, we love this platform. They're the place I go now for all my CEUs. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Please join us for our next live online workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, April 3rd through 6th of 2024. This is an experiential, active workshop designed to engage you in brain states that promote relational learning. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments. This is the workshop for you. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to learn more and register. Welcome to the Why Doesn't My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met through our training and practice of relational life therapy. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. If something you hear in this episode stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area. We also love to hear your questions, so don't forget to go over to whydoesmypartner.com and leave us a question of your own. Here's today's question. So why does my partner say that I am therapizing? Recently, when my partner and I have been having conflict, I try to come from a place of curiosity, talking to them and saying things that I've noticed and then asking why that might be. They tell me they feel I'm trying to be their therapist. I can understand why they could see it that way, but it's not my intention. I've told them it isn't my intention, that I'm just trying to understand their point of view, but they say it feels like I'm not trying to understand, but to analyze. Though aren't those the same thing? Do you have advice for balancing between coming from a place of curiosity, but not making them feel like I'm trying to be their therapist? Yes, I have tons of advice for you. <laughs> Me too. I don't. <laughs> Wait, here's a question, Vicky. Does does your man tell you you therapize him? Yes. He does. Yes. Do you know why he says it? No, well, yes, but no. Like this call, I don't know how to stop it. Um uh-huh. Well, I do know for him, and this is this may be very different than the caller, but um, mm-hmm. because poor Gabriel doesn't want to dig deep. He doesn't want to know. He's not curious. Mm-hmm. So it annoys him that I'm trying to get curious. So right. So let me let me check this out. Yeah. If you were curious but didn't care if he dove with you into the curiosity, would he have a different experience? I don't even know what that would look like. I want to say yes, but I don't know what you mean. Well, I think where I'm going with it. Rebecca's like jumping out of her chair, by the way. I know. (laughs) I think where I'm going with it is there's a really different, big difference between actually being curious and trying to be curious. And there's a really big difference between actually wondering what depth is there or what is underlying something and wanting to get your partner to engage in that. And I think, I think when we get into the agenda space, 
with our person, they're likely to have a really negative response. How do you not do it with agenda? Oh, oh okay. you're right. I have an agenda. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, totally. So I think the not doing it with agenda is like leading from a heart space. It's like mm-hmm. leading from a place of, oh, what's it like to be you right now? But also being cool if they say, oh, I don't want to talk about go that. Yeah. This is weird. Yeah. Stop being okay. weird. And then you go, okay. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you might say like, all right, I, if you want to go there, you just let me know. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, like in my relationship, I get into this, this place where I'm therapizing my partner when mm-hmm. I'm coming from a place of, uh, oh, I, I know that there's something deeper here and we really just need to, and if we could, and then, mm-hmm. and, and his mm-hmm. response is usually, you need to give me space to do this on my own time. I need mm-hmm. to figure out that that's where I need to get. Mm-hmm. Is he able to articulate that? Well, we've been married for, I don't know, what is it, like 16 years now? Yeah, now he can. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did I do the math right? I hope I did the math right. Um, <clears throat> but 16, 17, 16, whichever. Yeah, it's, it's something like that. I know we've been together <laughs> 20 way. plus years, but you know, he can, he can say it now. I don't know that he could have said it like even seven years into our relationship, but he could mm-hmm. say it now. Mm-hmm. I have found that, and I'm stating the obvious, my tone, even in a, even in a good connected time, whatever, my tone is Rebecca different than yours. Again, I'm stating the obvious. We're different people. When I can say it to Gabe, like flippantly, like, huh, I just wonder what's going on right now. He doesn't get annoyed. Mm-mm. So it re- like Rebecca, I heard your tone in the change. It's not like me to ever come at at anyone that gently. That's just not my me. It's but, just not how you talk. It's exactly yeah, that's but, what I mean. It's just not me. But when I do, see, when I my agenda changes, when I become like less yeah, but, focused yeah. and more like I'm just curious, and then he feels. Uh-huh. Like he I heard it in your tone. I heard, I heard it, it there in your too. Tone. I was going to say, if Gabe's mm-hmm. been with you long enough, he knows the difference between your tones. Your tones yeah. might not mm-hmm. sound like my tones, but your tones have different tones. Yes, that's what I meant. Yes. Yeah. And for some people, like heart-led makes a lot of sense. And for other people, heart-led doesn't make any sense. Here's another kind of more top-down mm-hmm. intellectual way to think about the difference. One is you're actually expressing your own thought for the sake of connecting with your partner and expressing your own thought. And then the other one, you want him to answer a question. You don't want him to be just hearing that you have a curiosity. So like this, between the two, Vicky, there was one that was really attached to the outcome in the moment. That was the second tone. And the other Mm -hmm. one was more about sharing information. That was the first Mm -hmm. tone, right? So Mm -hmm. when when I'm with my partner and I'm, Uh, You know, it's interesting. Adam's never said this to me, that that I'm therapizing him. He actually, I'm married to one of those really rare people who loves that I'm a therapist (laughs) and wants to talk about this stuff. (laughs) Thank God, because it's the (laughs) old. I've heard Adam say to you, why won't you therapize Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Totally. And that doesn't, 
And just because he doesn't say that, <laughs> I mean, he does. He wishes I could be his therapist. Um, but, but I would be a terrible therapist to him because I'm way too attached to outcome. Way but too. like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm even thinking of, uh, we had a, a sticky moment with our kiddo last night and we're kind of debriefing after. And I had to keep like feeling my seat and letting go of my breath because I kept noticing um, moments where I was wanting him to see something a certain way or wanting a certain kind of engagement. And when that would happen, I would breathe out, feel my seat, let it go, let it go. It's a moment to moment process. Let it go. Mm-hmm. He, he asks you for feedback. Don't worry about how he responds to feedback. Just give the feedback, let it go. Jules, for our listeners, um, could you go one step deeper in what mm-hmm. do you mean by feel your seat? Because I think that ah, that's like a yes. really important skill and one that mm-hmm. a lot of folks mm-hmm. who haven't been with us for a long time or mm-hmm. even folks that have might not catch and understand what you're talking about. Sure, sure, sure. So feeling your seat would often be called grounding or maybe coming into the present moment. It'll take you out of worrying about the past. It'll take you out of worrying about the future. Um, oh, I'm going to lead you through a little thing in just a second, but I want to tell you why I'm about to do what I'm about to do first. Um, so the idea behind coming into the present moment is to get out of that goal-oriented thinking and back into relationship with yourself, the present moment, and whoever's in front of you right this second. That's the hope. And people will often call it grounding or mindfulness or coming into the present. Here's a quick way that a lot of people who see me and me as well find success in as far as finding their seat. So if you're not sitting down and you're in a space where it's okay to sit down, go ahead and find a seat somewhere. It could be on the ground. It could be on a chair. It doesn't matter. Okay. Now, take a moment and see if it's possible to let your chair hold you up 5% more than you are right now. Trust it just a little bit more. It's got you. That's finding your seat. When you did that, Rebecca, I watched you do it with me. What, cha- what shifted for you inside? Um, it, it was an awareness piece. like. Like, I don't have to work so hard. I could let go a little mm-hmm. bit and uh, see if I could literally trust the chair. Like, there, mm-hmm. there's also like, a, it's hard to put into words what that inner process is, but it, it you know, it's, <laughs> it is, it's, right? It's this, because uh, it's, it's this nuanced, like, fine to, you said it was 5%, right? Like, it's this real, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like you're dancing on a thread there where you're just like, mm-hmm. instead of being over here, can I be over here? And it's yeah. this small little adjustment. Mm-hmm. And inside of that adjustment is like a big expanse of like, oh, it's really different over here. Mm-hmm. It's really different over here, even though it's a teeny tiny move. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people will feel differently, like they'll feel muscles close to their bones let go a little bit. And for those who aren't as connected with their bodies, they'll often feel an ease in their mind, like their thoughts actually literally slow down mm-hmm. by 5 or 10%. Like their, oh. their inner dialogue relaxes right. a little bit. There's a little I, bit more spaciousness inside of it. My experience All is that time gets slower. Yeah. yeah. 
All of those are signs that you came into the present moment a little bit more. And what that allows you to do is be less goal-oriented. And when I'm goal-oriented, I'm not relational-oriented. It's just they don't coexist. They're both great Mm -hmm. states. I love goals. I'm all for goals. It's just I can't attach to the outcome of a goal and be in responsive relationship with you simultaneously. So for this caller, probably what's going on is when you're trying to be curious, you're literally trying to do the words curiosity, but you may be attached to a particular kind of outcome. You may be attached to your partner responding in a way that you're hoping for. And if Mm -hmm. you are, they'll read it from a thousand miles out. (laughs) There's an urgency behind it when you're doing Mm -hmm. it as someone who does it. So it's, I, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you said something just a minute ago, Jules, that I'm going to botch, but it was like, you can't be, um, you can't have the goal of relational or relationship and the goal of agenda at the same time. You said it better, but mm-hmm. yeah. And relationship is responsive, right? Yes. So yeah, well, and it's the word that came to my mind was fluid. Yes. And if I have a goal, then my goal is like static and a fluid relationship can't hit a static goal because what if wherever that relationship piece goes in that moment doesn't hit that goal I wanted. It doesn't mean that our relationship didn't progress. Mm -hmm. Totally. And to get super technical about it, your heart rate variance no longer supports relationality and connection and bonding behaviors when you're goal-oriented. It flattens, it raises and flattens so that you have the energy you need to get the goal. But in that it When your autonomic nervous system does that, physiologically, connection and bonding behaviors are no longer supported. So I don't, I'm not speaking metaphorically, though I love your metaphor of fluidity. You saw me put both hands up in the air like you just won a freaking goal when you said that. But I'm, I'm actually, Uh we're not after a goal, but she won one. Uh (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It, you had to, though. I, I didn't even to. catch I it, really right? <laughs> of course you did. So, so I'm I'm literally speaking about physiology here. You cannot do them at the same time. So here's let me break this down. Let, let's go back to like uh, my Don't daughter doesn't. You, it's because of the, your heart rate variance, literally. So your heart rate variance, your body's reading your your mind is reading your body all the time to see what's available and what's not. And so literally when your heart rate raises and flattens, your mind is looking at that and going, got it, we're doing agenda now. Which is great if you're putting on a shoe, by the way. Or if you're writing I need to get the a book on. or you're preparing a presentation or you're filing your taxes or you're working totally. on a project. There are times where that is great. Totally. So let's take this, let me break it down in a really small moment. So my kiddo now puts her shoes on by herself, but let's go back to when she was like two and a half, three. If I wanted to have Don't a talk relational- about shoes and toddlers. Oh my God. No. <laughs> oh my God. It's insane. <laughs> um, right. Oh my God. That's oh, trauma. So oh my God. 
It's just trauma. It's your trauma for on. every Let's parent. Go. Okay. Sorry. Get your shoes on. We need to get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So. Let's go back to one of those moments. Let's say I wanted to be in a connection bonding space, but I also need to get the shoes on. Well, I can't do those simultaneously. So I'm, let's say I'm really good at this. I'm really good at finding my seat. I can. Here's what I can do. I can go, okay, I'm going to put the shoe on. I'm going to break eye contact. I'm going to get the shoe onto the toe. She wiggles her foot. I let go of the goal. I feel my seat for a second. I let the ground that I'm sitting on hold me up just a little bit more. And all of this happens because I'm pretty practiced, so I'm decent fast at it. And I know that I may never get the shoe on this child's foot, but it doesn't matter because right now I'm not doing that. I'm playing, I'm connecting and bonding. And I'm like, I know, we're about to go to the park. It's so exciting. Your leg is moving lots. I love it. And she goes, shoes, mommy. I go, right. And I drop my head back down and I get the shoe onto the back of her foot. Now we've got the other shoe to do, but that's not what I'm doing right now. I'm feeling my seat. I'm letting it go. As far as I can tell, we're never going to get out the door. We're never going to let the shoes go. That's not a problem. In this moment, when she tells me this thing about her friend who's going to meet us at the park, I'm totally present with her and I'm hearing, and I'm like, yeah, that's super cool. Do you guys going to go to Fairyland? Is that where you went last time? No, it was Unicorn Land. You're totally right. And I go, other shoe. I drop my head down. I put the other shoe. I see she's already taken off the shoe I just put on. That's okay. We're never going to get the shoes on. That wasn't the point. Drop the goal. And now I'm back with her. Now, this drives my husband crazy because it takes us 10 minutes to get the shoe on. Only 10? God, you guys are fast. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) It takes me 10 minutes to get the shoe on. But what my goal is in that moment is to move rapidly back and forth between task positive thinking agenda-oriented thinking, and dropping that and moving back into relationality. If I can move really fast between those, then I can get something done and be in relationship at the same time. If, however, I'm not as practiced, and Lord knows there's been lots of times where I've screwed it up or not been very practiced at it, it's better to do one or the other, but not both. So to sum that up, It's hard to go back and forth between goals and relationship, goals and relationship. And so if you're task-oriented and your goal is to understand or come at your partner with this place of curiosity, if that's the goal or the task, Mm -hmm. then you're not actually in relationship. And so fluttering back and forth between the two and being able to connect to your partner and be in that relational space with your partner is going to be picked up on. By your mm-hmm. partner because they're not they're gonna feel that they're like you know the foot that's trying to get the shoe put on it. Mm-hmm. Totally. So mm-hmm. if I really want to do this well, what I have to do is make a U-turn before I speak and ask myself, what's the hope here? And if you actually want something, better to make it a direct request than to pretend you're curious if you're not. You know, can I just say one thing in there though? Because this has mm. this has hooked me and got me into trouble. <laughs> and 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 in my in my learning space, like I'm I'm getting better at this. I'm more practiced at it. But damn, I really believed I was curious. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Like it's it and I have clients that will say to me, but I am curious. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's you know both what? and. It, it is because what I'm learning is that my curiosity, 
usually has behind it either a timeline mm-hmm. or an agenda. Speak, girl, speak. Right? Yes. Or it has behind it. Oh, God. I can't believe I'm saying all this. Um, I love you it so has much behind, right now. Like, yeah. It, it often <laughs> has behind it something like, well, but I want you to prove me right. Like, because I know this and uh-huh. if, if only you could, but I'm not mm-hmm. saying that because I'm not even saying it to myself. Like, it's not even mm-hmm. in my consciousness. It's just part of the agenda mm-hmm. that's leading that curiosity. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's, there's mm-hmm. other qualities that it might have too, but those are some of them. Right. And so there's that pressure underneath that curiosity. If there's any kind of pressure under my curiosity, it's not actually curiosity, no matter how much I want to call it that. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. And it really does feel like I'm curious because I'm wondering. And I get that. You Mm -hmm. are wondering. I'm not discounting that. Yeah. But you're wondering with an agenda under it, it's going to sound like therapizing. This is what gives therapists a bad name, by the way. It's because plenty of therapists are out there wanting you to be different than you are. And if you've Mm -hmm. ever felt that in the therapist's office, I promise you, you're not wrong. (laughs) Thank you for that. I do want to pause on that for a second. Um, cause uh, that's so true. I mean, that mm-hmm. we could do a whole podcast just on that. So thank you for saying mm-hmm. that. Um, because Rebecca, you said pressure. I was saying urgency. They're close enough. Mm-hmm. And I just found for me, it's the, like, it's the urgency of like, I want to get to know you. So we stop doing this. Yeah, totally. That's, that's See how there's the a goal. Is it's not the same. Yeah, you can feel it. It's, it's not, not the same. And that's what my, that's what, where mine comes from is this little girl inside. That's like, let's crack the code. If we crack the code, we won't keep doing this anymore, but it comes across as curiosity because honey, I really want to know why you're acting that way. And and by the way, that little girl who wants to crack the code, she has a freaking goal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. 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 And to crack the code to never have the thing again. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The goal is to never have the thing again, rather than. Mm -hmm the goal being something like this, like I'm going to share me with you, or I'm going to really wonder about something going on with you and knowing that it may not be time for you to answer me. And by the way, if you don't, that's cool. Can I end us with a piece of advice for our person who's asking the question? Oh, sure. Love it. I have found something that works. Ooh, fun. And it's to bring you out of agenda. Uh huh. To bring me out of therapizing my partner, to bring me out of agenda. Mm-hmm. I have found something mm-hmm. that works. And actually, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I have to let go of curiosity. And what I move into is I just want to be here with you. Mm. I just want to help undo your aloneness. That's interesting. I, mm-hmm. I just don't want to leave you alone with this. So mm-hmm. how can how can I just be present? And sometimes my presence means that I'm quiet and that I give you space. And sometimes my presence means I'm listening. And sometimes my whatever it is, but my presence means that I'm letting you guide us because I'm just going to show up mm-hmm. and not leave you alone with us. And so it's not mm-hmm. curiosity. Mm-hmm. It's actually a, a longing just to be with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I notice you're naming it from an I position. I I just want to be with you. I just want to be with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is so great because then 
You're not looking for them to show up in any particular way. No. And it's it's got to be okay if they respond by saying, and I need to be alone right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a request. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you for that. Yeah. Should we land there? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Love each other best you can. Bye bye. Take care. That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner? We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at our bootcamp. You'll find the next date at whydoesmypartner.com. Did you know you could ask us your question? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to either write in or record your question for a future episode. We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators, and you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel van der Kolk, Deidre Fay, and Akila Riley Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses. And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code WDMP at checkout. If you're a licensed therapist, coach, healer, or someone who's invested in doing the deep work of personal healing and want to learn about topics like neurobiology, supporting trauma healing, incorporating intersectionality and somatic work, then this is the place for you. Discover some of the most heart-led and quality courses available in a community of people who are invested in spiritual growth, equity, inclusion, and developing expert-level clinical skill. Visit therapywisdom.com or click the link in the show notes and use the WDMP discount code. Thanks, Therapy Wisdom. We love you.